0: Here's the thing, I'm doing a terrible job of getting over or getting past this backup goaltending issue because I don't think it's going to go away and I don't think it should go away. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates, which I hope you'll check out as well. The Penguins are in St. Louis tonight to take on the Blues, another really healthy challenge for this team. And since Casey DeSmith started a couple nights ago in Nashville, you're pretty much guaranteed that Tristan Jari will get this start as well as the one Saturday in Glendale against the Coyotes. So, why would I still be talking about the backup goaltending? Since it won't matter at all tonight, it won't matter at all this weekend. And you know what? If you look way ahead and into the playoffs, it might not matter at all. Because we all know how it goes when your team gets on a roll. You run with one goaltender unless he gets hurt or there's some really dramatic performance issue the backup goaltender is just going to be somebody who works really hard in practices and skates. And yet, as I go back over this franchise's history, and I'm talking about all five championships, all five Stanley Cups, I can identify critical points where not just the backup goaltender, but the number three goaltender had to step in and step up and make a difference and keep his team pushing through the toughest tournament in sports. And I'm sorry, I just don't feel a whole lot of confidence when DeSmith is between the pipes. That might have to do with his small stature. It might have to do with the fact that some of the goals he concedes are just the kind that you think to yourself, not just if the other guy was in, he'd make the save, but if a lot of other guys were in, they'd make the save. Because he doesn't cover a lot of the net. And when he's not aggressive, and I'm talking really aggressive, and he'll tell you this himself, He's not getting a whole lot done out there. Why? Because he has to make himself bigger. Unfortunately for him, when he does that, occasionally, he'll slide himself out of position. And when I word it like that, you can probably picture it, right? You know what I'm talking about. He'll get down on both of his pads and just kind of drift right out of the scene. That's not a goaltender who's going to win you the biggest games. Of course, he could come through in one or two or whatever. Anybody can do that. But when I look at this situation specifically, and then the Penguins cap situation, and then the general market situation as to the availability of other goaltenders, there's no reason to not attempt to upgrade this critically important position, including, by the way, from the inside. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit Pittsburgh food Bank. Dot org. And yes, there is an inside option. The last time I saw Louis Domingue, he was rolling around to the lower concourse of PPG Paints Arena on one of those uh, scooters that people use whenever they uh, hurt their ankle or hurt their, their lower leg. And it, it looked kind of fun, to be honest with you. I'm sure it wasn't for him, though, because... In mid-January, he was the goaltender for the Penguins in San Jose against a good Sharks team and made 40 saves in what proved to be a 2-1 overtime win. And afterward, Evgeny Malkin had the assignment of passing out that helmet of theirs that they award in the locker room, and he gave it right to Louie. Malkin said, we didn't play so great, but it didn't matter because we had Louie. And everybody let up a big roar, and it seemed like a nice thing. Now, that was his only game for the Penguins this season. So I'm instantly guilty of assessing the smallest possible sample size. However, Louie's been good in the AHL for Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. And in fact, now that he's back... And he did return this past weekend, making back-to-back starts, no less, in wins against the Laval Rocket and the Hartford Wolfpack. He stopped 70 of 74 shots, basically picking up where he left off. I'm not going to go out on a limb here and suggest that Louis is the next carry Price, but... That's not what he has to be. He has to be better than the current backup in Pittsburgh. He's already bigger. He has an NHL resume of his own, having been a backup elsewhere, notably in Tampa Bay behind Andre Vasilevsky. And he's generally acquitted himself well. Also, Also, let's remember that this is why Ron Hextall signed him. Louis was the only goaltender that Hextall went out and got when all of us, myself included, were howling about getting rid of everybody, including Jari, last summer. This was Hextall's one and only answer to the situation. Now, it's to Jari's immense credit, as well as to Andy Kyoto and everybody. Inside the Penguins who had way more faith in him than you or I did. That he's turned out to have this kind of season. But that doesn't mean you've addressed the backup situation. You haven't. The road trip is the road trip. You're not going to see the Penguins fly Louis out. For St. Louis or Glendale. But when it ends. They need to give some serious thought. To getting Louis back up here. And letting him have a longer look. I've seen 14 games of DeSmith this season and a 9.04 save percentage. And I think we know. What's there? There's no mystery. Let's see the other guy. When we come back, just one question. And today's J1Q comes from Ed, who asks, why not try Kasperi Kapanen on the Sidney Crosby line? There's no question he can keep up. And who would be better at setting him up to score, meaning Kapanen, than Sid? Well, I try to keep these segments, the J1Q segments, to about five minutes. (laughs) I could finish this one in about five seconds. Sid needs Grinders. He needs workers. Sid's first and foremost requirement for a winger, and I don't mean him handpicking or demanding, I mean what it takes to be on a line with him, is that you got to be able to work the puck down low. You got to cycle. You got to win battles along the boards. You got to keep the play alive. You got to understand who's available and when. You got to be able to use all of the other skaters on the rink, not just the other forwards. You've got to be basically what Brian Rust and Jake Gensel are, what Pascal Dupuis and Chris Kunitz were, what Colby Armstrong and Marion Hosa were, if you want to go way back to early Sid days. Even the most gifted among them, has had this trait, this specific trait. Now, I'm saying this while acknowledging that there's no one anywhere in the hockey world who more hates being called a grinder, even the greatest grinder of all time, than Sid does. And I mean, he really, really doesn't like it. The problem with that is it's accurate. Not only is he a grinder, he actually is. Very arguably the greatest, certainly the most productive grinder who's ever played the sport. Which obviously isn't to suggest he can't score off the rush, can't score other ways, he can do anything. But principally, when it comes to five-on-five play, He and his linemates are going to work it. And Kasperi Kapanen is not that player. He will not be that player at any point in his hockey life. I feel pretty safe in predicting that. Someone whose first thought, maybe only thought, upon crossing an opponent's blue line is to spin around and pirouette pull up and see what's there on the rest of the rink, and then just kind of drift a little bit to see what else happens. And then, oh, well, it didn't, and the puck's a one-and-done situation out of the zone. That's not a fit at all. That's not something that Mike Sullivan or the coaching staff needs to test to find out. They know that. If anything, I think... It should be considered something of a surprise, Ed, that Kapanen and Evgeny Malkin clicked the way they did at times, and really for a pretty good stretch there, last season. I didn't understand that. That one made no sense to me, how they were producing points. A lot of it was on the rush. A lot of it was Geno springing Kapanen uh, for breaks, two-on-ones, breakaways, you know, kind of like the ones he no longer scores on now. But this idea that the Penguins have to just keep catering to this individual to get him to score, you know he's going to play tonight in St. Louis. Take that to the bank because they're down on forwards and uh, making him a healthy scratch now would just be a really, really rotten look. This is going to be, tonight, his 20th game in a row without a goal. I feel pretty safe in predicting that one, too. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.